Uh, please turn with me to Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders. His love endures who by his understanding made the heavens. His love who spread out the earth upon the waters. His love who made the great lights. His love the sun to govern the day. His love the moon and stars to govern the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder and brought Israel through the midst of it. His love but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His love to him who led his people through the wilderness. His love to him who struck down great kings. His love and killed many sorry, killed mighty kings. His love Shihon, king of the Amorites, His love and Og, king of Bashan, His love and gave their land as an inheritance, His love an inheritance to his servant Israel. His love he remembered us in our low estate His love and freed us from our enemies. His love he gives food to every creature. His love Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Amen. Let us come to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word that we have just read. Father, we thank you for that drumbeat throughout this whole passage that your love endures forever. And as we briefly have a look at this psalm now, we pray that you would speak to each and every one of us. May we understand more of your goodness and understand more of your faithfulness towards us that is seen in the Lord Jesus Christ and expressed to us in him. Father, hear our prayers now. Speak to us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder if someone came up to you and asked you, what is God like? would you respond? How would you briefly sum up what the living God is like? It's a big question, isn't it? What is God like? 
Or perhaps we could ask the question a different way. What truths about God do you remind yourself when you're struggling? When there are heartache, when there are, when there's pain, when you're fearful for the future? What truths about God do you call to mind? Well, Psalm 136 is a psalm of giving thanks. It is a psalm that is all about praising the true and living God. And it is a psalm that we should sing, not just, and read, not just when we are gathered like this, when we are in the, in the celebratory, celebratory mode and the mood for praising God. But this is a song that we should come to again and again. And last year, or this year, we've been keep going through it, and we keep referring to it. It's on our walls, we remind ourselves. And it will still be on our wall, we'll just move it somewhere else. Okay. But we need to keep reminding ourselves of what God is like, because other people need to hear how good God is. And we ourselves need to keep hearing how good God is. So this evening, I just want to briefly see three things about God, all from the first three verses. And these three verses really do support the whole psalm. If you understand the first three verses, you'll understand it all. I think the first thing we need to say then is that the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. We don't have any points. Uh, the Lord is good. The psalmist is very specific here about who we are to praise. Can you see that there in the text? He's not some faceless deity. He's not distant and far away. He is called the Lord, Yahweh, the great I am, the one who revealed himself to Moses, who revealed that name to Moses. But of course, he has revealed himself throughout the whole of the Old Testament, again and again. And he is still the living God, the Lord, the God who speaks to us, the God who speaks through creation, through Israel's history, and ultimately through the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lord, Yahweh. And notice how he's described here. The Lord is good. And that is, again, the testimony of all the scriptures. There was a time when David was fearful for his life and he had to pretend that he was insane before uh, an enemy. And he was um, foaming at the mouth and yet he was set free. What, I have enough madmen without this madman as well, the king said. And this was David's response he said this, I sought the Lord, Psalm 34 verse 1. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are, are, are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called. The Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. And then David said this, taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. The Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. 
Now I can say to you today that Fry's chocolate creams are the best chocolates to have. But unless you actually try them, unless you taste them, you will never know how good they are. Well, in a far, far, far greater way, David had personally experienced the Lord in his goodness. And so he speaks firsthand. And he knows that this goodness is in a category that is completely on its own. God is good. And there is no one else who is truly good. Because God is the living God. And he is the very standard of what it is to be good. Because the Lord is good in every way. His, his love, his, his goodness is seen in his love, his justice, his mercy, his grace. And we could go on, his holiness are all expressions of his goodness. The Lord is good. And so when life is hard, when things are difficult, perhaps this year you've gone through some really tough challenges and it's as if you're living under a cloud and you can't see anything of God's goodness. Well, the scripture says he is good and you can hold on to that and you can say this is right even though I can't feel it, even though I cannot always see it. God is good. And we can say that by faith. Because it's fed from our experience of him. Our experience of him in the word. Our experience of him in our lives. Changing us, transforming us. This poor man called and the Lord heard. Surely that's the testimony of all those who put their trust in Christ. And the Lord has never failed. And his faithfulness are indeed new every morning as we sung. Quoted from Lamentations. Here is one who has no negative reviews for those who truly know him. He is good. And whatever happens in 2023, know that the Lord is what? Good. But we also see the Lord is God. Can you see that there? Look at verses 2 and 3. He is described here as the God of gods and the Lord of lords. Now this is a way of, of demonstrating that he is sovereign over all, that he is the rightful king, that he is in control. We've already said that he is the great I am. He is the true God and rightful Lord of all. All other gods are distortions and figments of our imagination. Or indeed, dynamic impersonations. Well, they are. They're false. And yet, the Lord is God. Each of the, uh, going back to the, the Egypt, when the Lord rescued his people uh, from Egypt, uh, recorded in Exodus for us, uh, each of those plagues, the ten plagues, every single one was a demonstration to Egypt that their gods were false. They were utterly powerless. Now at the start, the magicians had some really good counterfeits. But that's what they were. They were counterfeits. And eventually, they just gave up. And they said, this is the finger of God. We can't do anything. <laughs> it's just gone out of our league. We, we, God's too big for us. He is the mighty one. We're, we're just playing games. 
You see, God is God. There's no one else. The Lord, he is God. And yes, we know the scripture is very clear. The God of the Bible, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. But still, God. And so we rejoice today that he is sovereign. And the reason why you can have confidence in him today, whatever you are going through, whatever you're going to face this year, this new year, you can face with confidence because God is still sovereign. He is still in control. And the whole Bible gives us confidence of that. And so you can take your refuge today in the true and living God. John 10, Jesus refers to those who put their trust in him. And he says that we're safe in his hand and we're safe in his father's hand. No one can pluck us out of his hand because he is God and we're not. And there's no one else. He is God. So you are safe forevermore because God is God. If you put your trust in all that God has provided for you. But also we see, not only is the Lord good, not only is the Lord God, he is also loving. You see that there? Indeed, we read it out 26 times. It is that drumbeat running through the whole psalm. His love endures forever. And that word here is chesed. Uh, It is his chesed love. It is... Uh, translated love, steadfast love, faithful love, mercy. They all mean, essentially, that they're all trying to translate that word chesed. And it, it, it refers to, if I can put it like this, it speaks of God's merciful and ongoing commitment to love his people. And then you put that word forever at the end of it. And you've got a real assurance here. That whatever happens, God is still a God of love. He is still keeping his promises. He is faithful throughout all things. And so we see his love displayed through all that he has made. As verses 4 to 9 show us. One hymn put it like this. Heaven above is softer blue. Earth around is, is richer green. Something lives in every hue which Christless eyes have never seen. Songs of birds in sweetness grow, flowers with deepest beauty shines. Since I know, as now I know, I am his and he is mine. And throughout this psalm, speaking about creation, notice it is punctuated by God's love. Again and again. So when you look around this world, celebrate that God loves. And that he is faithful to all his promises. We see his love displayed through redemption. Look at verses 10 to 12. uh, Sorry, 10 to 22. The wonderful acts of salvation that are laid out for us here. All of them are there in the Old Testament. But of course the Old Testament is pointing us forward to the one who was to come, the Lord Jesus Christ. And now we have redemption in Jesus. Redemption not from Pharaoh, but from one who is is greater than Pharaoh. Satan, death and sin. And yet in Jesus we are set free. We are truly free in Jesus. 
And we know that because the Bible tells us so. And why, why, did, why did he do all of that for us? Because he loves. And so keep remembering you are loved if you're in Jesus. Keep looking to him. Indeed, who cares if I'm not rich, famous or influential? Who cares if I don't, if I have, if, if I don't have all the, the passing riches of this world? Because I actually have something far greater. And you do too if you're in Jesus. What do you have? Jesus. You have God's love. You are love. His love, what? Endures forever. Again and again. Hold on to that. And we see his love displayed through his day-to-day grace. This is what verse 23 to 26 are telling us. In every twist and turn of life, somehow we see... Uh, we know that God's grace is sufficient for you. For his power is made perfect in weakness. And so how will you respond to this this evening? And indeed, into 23. Well, praise the living God. Thank him for all that he has done. Keep telling yourself what he is like, what he has done. And keep telling others, because they need to hear and live in the light of these things. Don't live as if money and all those things are are, are what matters. No, no, no. What matters is Jesus. What matters is you're loved. Hold on to that. Because that will last for eternity.